A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Sa huling episode, sinimulan nating pag-usapan ang economics ng pagpapakasal. Nagsimula tayo sa kalimitang tanong ni Tita. Bakit di ka pakasal? Nalaman natin na bukod sa mas kaunti na ang nagpapakasal ngayon, nagpapakasal rin ang mga tao sa mas matandang edad. Sa episode naman na ito, tanongin natin, may basis nga ba yung pagtatanong ni Tita kung bakit hindi ka pa nag-aasawa? Ako si JC Punong Bayan. At ako naman si Mayan Vital. And welcome sa Usapang Econ Podcast. Ang Usapang Econ ay grupo ng mga batang ekonomista na naglalayong gawing mas exciting at understandable ang economics. Sa podcast na ito, pag-uusapan natin ang economics sa likod ng mga issue sa ating pang-araw-araw na buhay. So, ang daming bagong trends ano, pagdating sa pagpapakasal. Pero let's step back a bit. Itong idea of marriage itself, it's so embedded in our culture, in our history. Pero saan nga ba nanggagaling itong expectation to get married? Why get married at all? Those are really good questions. Pero I think marami naman talagang dahilan. It would be helpful to look at the historical context of marriage as an institution first. So tingnan muna natin yung isang motivation, which is yung economic motivation throughout history. So historically, marriage is more of a transaction and an investment between families. First of all, I think what we need to understand about marriage is that the idea of choosing our own partners and marrying for love is very recent. Yun si Sabrina Schnabel, isang feminist historian. The most traditional marriage is like the parents choose the spouse for you so that you can kind of keep your land together. So much of marriage and childbearing is about what is inherited. So it seems coming from Sabrina's research that marriage is a way to form alliances, secure succession, lalo na in terms of wealth, and then para sa mga alta, build dynasties. And if we go back, I guess economically speaking, it is a rational decision, no? And if it's a rational decision concerning the welfare of the family, the heads of the family have to decide ano yung best choice that will maximize the best, highest returns to their families? Ito exactly yung nakikita natin halimbawa sa Game of Thrones, di ba? Na yung mga different houses, nagpapakasal yung mga anak nila. For example, yung mga Lannisters and yung mga Tyrells. Tapos nakikita din natin ito sa Pilipinas, sa mga old rich natin like the Ayalas, the Aboitizes, and then sa mga political clans tulad ng mga Marcoses. So, kitang-kita sa mga halimbawang ito, yung economic and political motivation behind marriage. That's actually true. And I think there's a more fundamental motivation behind getting married. Kasi nga naman, if we say that you get married para isecure yung wealth ng family, usually yung pinaka-outcome nito is to have kids. Kasi sila eventually yung magmamana. Sila yung magtutuloy ng family business or whatever endeavor that the family is trying to push forward. In that case, if kailangan talaga or if the families want to make sure that they have many kids to carry on the family name, mas malaki yung chance na mas marami kang healthy and surviving kids kung i-maximize mo yung window of childbearing ng isang babae. So she can start having kids at earliest possible age. Kasi nga naman, historically, the value of women is so tied to her ability to bear healthy children. 
and pataas ang pataas yung risks, di ba, of childbearing as you grow older. So talagang na-encourage na ang mga babae would have to get married and have kids as soon as she is able to. Ito ulit si Sab. Basically, the main function, let's say, of women in that society was to make babies. So you want to get them started as soon as possible because we didn't really have modern medicine and penicillin and all of those things. So basically, you wanted to get started as soon as possible because a lot of the children wouldn't survive. Right now, childbirth is still an incredibly dangerous thing to undergo. And back then, even more so. It was also very common to lose your child before they were five years old. It's a game of numbers. If you get started at 14, you're much more likely to have a lot of children before your time is up. Actually, what I found surprising was, pagdating sa sarili nating batas, pwede nang makipag-sex at magkaanak ang mga bata. Oh my God! Youngest age of consent for sex is 12. How archaic! Now to be clear, di naman sinasabi ng batas na makipag-sex ng ganun kabata. But the fact that it's actually not illegal, that you can actually do it, may mali doon kasi halimbawa, parang taliwas ito sa mga ibang batas na tumitingin sa kapakanan at kalusugan ng mga bata at menor de edad. Heto si Attorney Ted De, dating spokesperson ng Supreme Court. Under Article 5, Family Code, 18 years and above, that is the marrying age of Filipinos. Uh, and, of course, before that, the age of majority was 21. And that's the weird part because, well, 21 used to be the age of majority. 18 is now the age of majority. But the gap between 18 and 21 is still recognized as a period where the party that is between 18 to 21 needs to ask for parental consent. May iba muna tayo, Mayen. Bago tayo magpatuloy sa topic na ito, dito sa Usapang Econ, we like to challenge what your idea of economics is. Because we believe economics can be and should be understood by everyone. But did you know, JC, that there is another show on Puma Podcast that's challenging the norms in its own field? Go Hard Girls is the first podcast dedicated to incredible yet underrated Filipina athletes. Hindi lang to balita tungkol sa sino nanalo. Host Siege Tantenko, takes a look at the big picture of sports and the gender gap. Tsaka inspiring talaga yung mga athletes. But the show needs your support. Go Hard Girls is currently running a crowdfunding campaign to help them produce one year's worth of episodes. Starting at 500 pesos, you can help tell more stories of Filipina athletes. To put that in usapang econ terms, apat na milk tea lang yan. May rewards ka pa, like stickers, t-shirts, tote bags, and more. Meron na silang two episodes that you can listen to. Kung magustuhan ninyo, find the Go Hard Girls campaign on thesparkproject.com and donate now. So mag-zoom in naman tayo, Mayen. Pinag-uusapan natin yung motivation sa pagpapakasal, pero hindi ba sobrang intricately tied doon yung motivation din para magkaanak? Totoo ba yun? Yeah, Pero more than securing yung alliances between families, yung anak yung nag-seal ng deal, meron ding economics of having children. So una, especially in rural economies, ang mga anak ay kumbaga additional labor force ng pamilya sa pagtatanim, and then they help in household production. 
Second, sa konsepto ng mga Pinoy, no? Na yung pag-asa ng mga magulang ay yung mga anak at sila yung mag-aahon sa kahirapan. That's why, ang laki ng investment ng families sa mga anak nila in terms of education. And then, of course, yung konsepto rin na very applicable sa ating mga Pinoy, yung insurance. Parang andun yung expectation na eventually, when the parents get older, the kids would have to take care of them. Tinitingnan din natin na ang role ng mga children sa kanilang families ay sila na rin yung eventually magiging heads of family in the future. Now, on a macro aspect, outside the family, yung mga kids natin ngayon, when they grow older, they become the working age population. That will, of course, help the economy. So, maganda yun, Mayan, na nabanggit mo na mayroong macroeconomic implications yung pagkakaroon ng anak. Kasi meron yung tinatawag na demographic dividend. Kung saan, actually, sa Pilipinas, nakikita natin na yung dependency ratio or yung bilang ng mga nakadepende sa mga working people, for example, yung mga matatanda at yung mga bata, ay pababa ito ng pababa sa susunod na mga dekada. Ibig sabihin, Compared sa ibang bansa na patanda sila ng patanda, mga meron silang demographic winter na tinatawag, sa atin, sobrang bata ng ating workforce. At tinitingnan ito ng marami bilang opportunity para lalong umunlad yung ating ekonomiya. So pwede mong sabihin actually na bentahe na ang bata ng ating workforce at meron itong kilalaman dun sa pagkakaroon ng anak ng mga Pilipinong pamilya. So natutunan natin sa dalawang episode ng Usapang Kasalan na ang pagpapakasal ay di lang talaga tungkol sa pag-ibig. Sa halip, malalim ang kaugnayan nito sa mga tradisyon, economic norms at legal institutions na nabuo sa mahabang panahon. Nalaman din natin na may implications ang pagpapakasal sa pangkalahatang ekonomiya at kaugnay ito sa iba pang economic decisions tulad ng pagkakaroon ng anak. Kaya kung tatanungin ka ulit ni tita kung bakit di ka pakasal hanggang ngayon, pwede mong sabihin na hindi tulad ng dati, super complicated na talaga ito ngayon. Or, buti pa, makinig na lang siya ng Usapang Econ Podcast. Ako si JC Punong Bayan. At ako po muli si Mayan Vital. Ang podcast na ito ay isinulat namin ni JC Punong Bayan. Tumulong din ang producers ng Puma Podcast na sina Carl Joe Javier at Janina Magundayaw sa pagbuo ng episode. At si Nina Toralba naman ang nag-edit. Sundan nyo kami sa aming blog, usapangekon.com. I-like at i-follow nyo rin kami sa Facebook at Usapang Ekon Blog at sa Twitter at Usapang Ekon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.